I've been coming here for 15 <clears throat> years going to work, and there's one guy who works harder than everybody else, more passionate, determined, and he loves you guys. And today he got his 150th win in the National Football League as a head coach, John Harbaugh. <laughs> One thing I've learned over every one of these wins, players win games. Yeah. Players win games, and players win championships. We got everything we need. We got players, we got coaches, we got character, we got heart, we got grit, you name it. We got it, all right? We just got to go take it. Hundred and fifty wins for John Harbaugh in the regular season now. It's a lot of wins. Hi, Barnes. Hey, Josh. Hey. Well, you really I, I, had to do that to start off the fucking show, Joshua? Yes! Because remember the conversation we had last night? We're starting the show positive. We're starting you know, you know. positive. We're going to make the people wait. We're talking about the Ravens first because we're starting positive and I'm very happy. And then, I'm then happy we'll, for you. I'm happy then, for you. I'm happy oh, for I'm you. I'm sure you are. I'm happy for you. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. You talk first. You talk first, then. Go ahead. But uh, first of all, I'm listening. I got to go and fill up my water. I need some fucking water. Okay. So go ahead. Talk about the race. But you, you'll be able to hear me? Yeah. All right. Cool. So the Baltimore Ravens, it's not the fact that we are now. Three and one. It's not just the fact that we have now not only beat Cincinnati and Cleveland already, making us two and zero in the AFC North. Both of which, by the way, road games. It's not the fact that despite us still leading the league in injuries, at least as of right now, it is not yet caught up to us. It's not even the fact. That Lamar Jackson is throwing the football better than he ever has. It's the fact that everything I just said is true. Not just one. Because in the past, one or two of the things that I have said have been accurate. Have been true. But everything looks good. Everything is coming together. But. And as happy as I am the way we're playing, I do want to say this. We are four weeks into the season. I've seen this story before. I am very happy by the way we look. We're playing great. But I am in no way going to come on here and say the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. I am in no way going to come on here and say that this team is the team to beat. Because we're not. But... The issues that have plagued this team in the past, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them seem to be fixed. The Ravens are winning games, but they still have more work to do. It's a great start. I'm very happy. I think it is, considering the fact, not only that we're 3-1 and one and the other teams are not looking as great, it's the fact that we are now 2-0 and in the AFC North, both of which road games. Tells me that as of right now, the Ravens, the AFC North is the Ravens division to lose. But we got more work to do. We got to get healthier. But I am very happy. I, I really am. Lamar Jackson was phenomenal. And I just everything seems to be starting the way we want. But now we go to Pittsburgh next week. And I'm excited for that. And what looks like to be, actually almost definitely will be, the third week in a row where the Ravens will play a backup quarterback because Kenny Pickett's not going to play. But now that I have all of that out of the way, let's awake Burns from his slumber. You like my new bed? It's great. Doesn't it look good? It does. But you know what else looked good, Josh? And you know, you know what? Obviously, you're going to go first. You can talk, but you know how you the, the way look good. Did, but I don't think you have to be all very negative here about this Bears game yesterday. I really don't. I, I want to hear your thoughts, but after watching the highlights, it's not all bad. It really isn't. 
But go ahead. I I don't know. I don't know if Josh, if this is even true for you, but have you ever cried after a football game before? Ever? Uh once. One time. When the Bengals I didn't I didn't yesterday. You did or didn't? Didn't, but I was on the verge. When, Ty- I was, when I Tyler was Boyd close. sent us home fourth and twelve, coldest yeah. home game in Ravens history. Well, actually, right there. Atlanta, but that right there, because time. you know, you know, here's the thing. Justin Fields goes out there and has the best game of his NFL career. He was dealing, and with oh my god, I I was shocked, shocked. But then right when. Right when the Broncos went down and scored that touchdown and it was 28 to 14, I'm like, I had that weird feeling in my stomach. Because I knew I knew who I know who we are. Right. We're the Chicago fucking Bears. And what do the Chicago Bears do? They lose and they blow stupid fucking games that they shouldn't lose. They shouldn't have lost that game. You let down that Chicago Bears defense and Matt Eberflus. It looked like he was on drugs on the sideline after he lost. He was sitting there. He did this like <laughs> ten times to his hair. I, like, like I swear to God, look up the video as the clock's going down. I think he was on some fucking drugs trying to just get ready for the shit storm that was coming his way. Because he got grilled today. You let down Justin Fields so bad, so bad. This yeah. loss is not on him he whatsoever. The fumble the, was bad. The fumble was bad, but uh, what's the name? Larry the interception Gore. drive should have never Gore happened. Gave up that play. The only really yeah. bad play that I saw Fields make that I will say fully is on him was the pick at the end of the game. That was on him. That was bad throw. But should he, when he that, when he gave the Chicago Bears a twenty-eight to seven lead, should he have had? To go and have a game-winning drive with one minute left. No. He shouldn't have had to throw the football, <laughs> No, he shouldn't have had to. And going for it on fourth and one. Right move, wrong play call. I would, That's literally what I was about to say. Yep. Everybody in that stadium, everybody watching on TV, knew that that ball was going to Khalil Herbert up the middle. Right. If he was a smart coach, what he should have done – Little read option right there. Justin Fields keeps it right around the outside first down, and, and the game's the way, essentially over. On that exact on that play for Fields to keep it. Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. But you can't play. I think Justin should have said, "Fuck design, this." That's a fumble. That's a fumble. Justin should have said, "Fuck that," and kept the ball himself. Yep. Yeah, no, but I'm saying if he did that, then because the, the obviously the play design was to give it to him. If he says that and he doesn't tell him, then that's a fumble because they're both going for the ball. So that's not yeah. on him. But uh it's and, and a lot of people woke up this morning wondering why Eberflus still has a job, which you have to going into Thursday night football. You can't fire a coach with three fire days a coach going into game. Thursday night football is would be would make no sense. Yeah, no, you're it, it, if if slash when we lose on Thursday night football, Eberflus will not have a job Friday morning. Shouldn't you? Will, I agree. Won't I? Can't say I agree. I, I, I don't think that he will have a job. I think that he I, should have been fired after the Kansas City game. I it's agree done. he should be fired. I don't necessarily know if he will be, though. And and I see your point there because the Bears have never fired a coach during the season. And it's also never. still so early in the season. Yeah. and same, By the way, same thing, same reasoning with Matt Canada. You talk about the Bears not firing coaches. The Steelers really don't fire coaches. Matt Canada should have yeah. been gone a long time ago. And we'll get into the Steelers. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the Steelers. Matt Canada's not but, going anywhere, at least not yet. Should, but he won't. It just blows my mind how this team looks so much worse than last year. And they got better this offseason. It it blows my mind. It's, it's a coaching and organization just failure. Complete, utter failure. Because look, if you won on Sunday... You go into this Commanders game saying, okay, if we win this, we're sitting at two and three, and we have a game against the Vikings who haven't really produced that much this year. They barely got their first win against Carolina on Sunday. And then you play the Raiders after that, who you could get a win against, and you're like, okay, we could turn this around really fast. Now, 
No, it's done. Once you're 0-4, your season is 100% done. It's There's only over. been one team, the 94 Chargers. That's it. It's, it's done. Because, it's and it's not Justin Fields' fault. It's not. not and he proved yesterday. that on Sunday. Not yesterday. A couple games, sure, sure. But at the same time, when you have a defense that has let up 20 at 25 points or more, or more in 14 straight games, 14 straight games, they've let up 25 points or more. And what are the Bears organization historically known for? Defense. Defense. You know who needs to get his head out of his ass? Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. The guy has the guy has the body where he could just fly and he could kill somebody because he's so big and he he, he just looks like a lost puppy out there on most By of the By the way, had the same problem in Buffalo. Wasn't it is is the issue consistency with him right now? I, I wouldn't say consistency. Or is he it's, bad? He's just been bad. There's not well, been a lot different. of and that's different good plays. Buffalo hasn't. TJ Edwards, I don't think I've heard his name once this year. Really? Because he has. I, I really don't think I, I've heard his name consistent. once. Really? No, wow. Jack Sanborn. I mean, I see him. Jack Sanborn makes a play every once in a while. He was. He was a decent. That was a decent pickup. That was a very good pickup by Pauls. Undrafted out of Wisconsin, Sanborn's been a beast since he's gotten here. But um, because look, now you're starting to get to the point where Eddie Jackson's going to come back. Kyler Gordon's going to come back. That will help out the secondary. Because Kyler Gordon broke his fucking hand. Yeah. Like we, I think you got a one guy or week two. Brisker, I really do. I feel like we talk about him every week. You know what his problem is? Injury. His only problem it. is that he plays too physical. Yeah. He, he he'll he run into too. any play and he'll hurt himself. Because he, he fucking... Or yesterday. Yeah, he's in every single play. Every single one. You see him flying. Oh, my God. His roughing the pass on Russell Wilson was so funny. He literally jumped into his face. It was so funny. <laughs> he's, dude, he's just like... If there's any, if there's any NFL player, if there's any NFL player that does a little nose candy before the game, like dude, Jaquan Britsker, he's juiced up on something every time before he goes up there. Yeah, he is. He's one of those guys. George Pickens, Marcus Peters, Steve Smith, Taylor Lewan, Ryan Jensen, and I love it. I love it, and I hope that Jaquan Britsker is a bear for a long time. And Tyreek Stevenson, he's been a fucking bum so far, but he's a rookie. He's working it out. But once you get Kyler Gordon and Eddie Jackson back there, that defense, that secondary is fine. You don't need to touch that secondary. Linebackers, they should be able to figure it out. But the one thing that pulls fucked up on you is so you spend so much money on those linebackers. I sure hope they figure it out. Either side of the ball, you build from the trenches back. Either side of the ball. And the trenches on the defensive line are fucking terrible. Terrible. The Bears had their second sack all season. Khalil Mack has had six sacks on Sunday, and the Chicago Bears defense as a whole has had two all season. Two. Two. That's insane. That's it. It's it blows my mind. And if things keep going the way they are, because shout out to Ryan Poles, one thing they did right is trading that first overall pick last year. Yeah, right now you're in line for one and two. And that means Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. And if the Chicago Bears somehow find a way to fuck that up, I, I, they should be an XFL team if you fuck up Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison yeah, Jr. Relegate them. They, they really should be. Like you, I'm excited for that. But at the same time, here's my question What if Fields looks like he did yesterday the rest of the season? Well, my answer is we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Because as much as I've liked him for a long time, he, he has needs to so do bad that every for week. So long, I need to see more than one game. I need to see him do that every week. He, I look good. I'm impressed. I'll give him credit. I need to see more. I need to see more than just every yesterday. Because it week. was against Denver for the every same defense that allowed week. 70 points. They allowed 70 points last week. If he, he doing it against Denver is one thing. Let me see it again against a better defense. I'm not discrediting he, him, but I need to see it again. No, I I'm with you right there. He needs to do it every week. But every single if week. He does, if he does, then yeah. But I'll also say this. If he does, then you will not have the first overall pick unless it's Carolinas. If he does it every week, you won't. Which now is true, that, but 
if he does what he did yesterday, but he will defense get four is so bad. He did all that, and we still lost. And we but still lost, not, Josh. That's not – but the way that happened and all that happening, because when you choke a lead like that, everything has to go wrong for that to happen. So it, with a quarterback playing like that, nine times out of ten, you're going to wind up winning. So I'm not going to just say, oh, because they wound up losing yesterday – that that's gonna yeah. like if, if he plays like that every single week hypothetically you're gonna finish the year with four or five wins which would not did, be did you time. did you see him after the game no he he sat on the bench by himself for it was either life. for 45 minutes or an hour and just sat there and there's no pictures of him um uh obviously a lot of players did but they went into the locker room after oh, okay. and he just sat say, there by that himself was maybe the biggest my biggest takeaway last night from Zach Wilson was seeing all of his teammates rally around him like that. So I was yeah. curious if you were saying that, that did not happen. Because I was about to say, and that you is could see it. His that there were there were tears flowing down his face. He just couldn't believe it. He couldn't I believe it. Uh, and I feel so bad for him. Yeah, so yeah. bad. Do you know how big that would have been for that kid if they won that game? Not just for the team, for his confidence. His confidence, one hundred percent. But I think that this week, that's what the Bears need to hammer into him these next three days is saying, "Look, you did an incredible job, and if you do that every week, that will not be the same result." And by the way, do you know who else did a great job yesterday? And I told you not to go too harsh on him through a few weeks. It was Luke Getzey minus the one? No, D. And you know, and that's part of the reason why I've been telling you not to be so harsh on him because he did a great job last year too. So, while he did not do a good job through three weeks, this is why I told you to slow down on saying to fire him. And because he he has proven to do a good it job. Was, it was, sure, sure, but it was bad. It was really, really, really bad the first three weeks. Well, my comparison to you is what happened in Baltimore with Greg Roman. So, Greg Roman, in 2019, led a historic offense. They... They led the best running game in the history of the NFL last, and not last, in 2019, Baltimore. In 2020, it was a step down, but it was still a historically good run game. But the rumbling sure. started in 2020 to get rid of him. And I was very much on the train of keep him because he has a, he has proven that he's done a great job. Then 2021 came around. And about halfway through the year, when it got worse and worse and worse, then I got in that train. The same. Yeah. Can you just mute yourself. Uh, I think my, <laughs> no, my mic, unplug, my mic unplugged is what happened actually. Oh really? Um, but, but uh, where if that were continuing, then you have the conversation. But Getsy had earned those couple extra passes, which is what I gave to Roman. But then he proved that he didn't deserve it. So if Getsy would have went down that line, then it would have been that. But he wasn't there yet. Well. I don't know. I'm I'm so proud of the Bears offense as a whole. And another kid who was just a freight train, Khalil Herbert, was a dog. He is. And you know I'm who had a legacy game? game? Cole Komet. Yes. Oh my goodness, dude. We He's finally saw really that. Solid for a couple he has. Years. He has. Honestly, He's been great. What's funny is ever since the losing streak in Chicago has started is when he started to turn it around. Yeah, no, that's when Cole Komet started. Like, to as just soon as, like, because it was crazy. right around midseason, which is where that streak that you now are on started. Ever since you guys have started losing, Cole Komet has quietly turned himself into a really solid player. Yeah. And and the one thing is, a lot of Bears fans now, they're saying just tank, just lose every single game this year. I can't take it anymore. I can't take all the fucking losing anymore. I haven't been able to. It's almost coming up on a year. We've talked about it every week, and it's just getting closer and closer and closer. And I swear to God, if the Bears don't win this week and they don't win next week, I'm going to be at that Bears-Raiders game. And that will mark essentially one year. Wow. One year since they won. All right, before we get into the other games, because it was so quick and obviously I talked, you didn't. I do want to hear your thoughts. I don't know how much of it you watched, but on the Ravens yesterday. You guys did pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, you helped me out. Was, the first quarter, it looked like that game was going to be really ugly. And the second quarter started, and we just started running it down their throats. Yeah. Noon, noon slate, I was locked in. Did you Have you watched anything for the, new, uh, the uh, noon, one o'clock slate yet? 
Um, I've seen a decent amount, and I mean, I was okay. keeping track of it the entire time, all this and Good. that. Because that's but, obviously what we're gonna get into now. Yeah, I'm I'm down to talk about Alvin. I'm just fucking blanking out. I was just in my whole Bears loop right there. No, you're fine. But the one game that I really wanted to talk about is first off, did you watch the Toy Story game, Josh? I watched the first part of it, and it it became unwatchable. I know they fixed it once. I know yeah, they fixed no, it. No, it was pretty cool. I know they fixed it later in the game, but the I started by watching the game, and then the kickoff show started, so I was doing the kickoff show instead of watching it. Well, you see, um, here's the thing, right? But the way that started, that broadcast started, I had to turn it off. It was unwatchable. I know they did then fix it down the line. Well, me and my buddies, the only the only thing that we had was Disney Plus. Right. We we didn't have ESPN Plus, so we had to watch the game. So you had no choice. We watched the full Toy Story game, and it was pretty cool. I was with it. I, I was a big fan of it. I think that if they work out the kinks, that thing's like really cool. And I've said it on here before. I wish that they had that when we were kids. I wish that they did. Michael brought it up. Like, if only, like, do you think the NFL needs more fans? Just do start like this. Like, they're already number one by far. They're just going to expand that gap. More I'll tell you what, Josh. I'll tell you the one thing that we do need. I'll tell you the one thing. That we don't need. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Before we get into this. Yeah. This Taylor Swift bullshit needs to fucking stop. It oh, needs to stop. Oh, my God. So, the one Packers guy who makes content about the Packers, Tom. Um, Rossi? Rossi. Yes. He did a well, count last night. He's awesome. He did a counter last night. Did he? Of how many times I showed Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is one yeah, no, 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 no. Listen to this. But how many times I showed Aaron Rodgers versus Taylor Swift? Oh. They showed Taylor Swift 11 times during the By game. By the way, that is less than I thought it would be. And they showed him eight times during the game. Honestly, a But he didn't count. He didn't count the Eras Tour commercials every fucking commercial break. They didn't count the pregame show where the voice came on there and they said, oh, we're going to help our buddies out and show all the Swifties what football's about. They didn't count that. Yeah. This, this shit needs to stop immediately. I will tell you this, though. And this is, and I made a video about it. The video then flopped. But I did make a video on this where the reason why it happens is because you are dealing with the most famous person probably in the country right now combined with the most popular player in it would be so like from a marketing standpoint and from like, as we're both content creators, when you see sure. content, you go after it. Like it would be so dumb for the NFL as annoying as it is. It would be so dumb for the NFL not to do what they're doing. Just be like, just to capitalize on no, it. No, I agree. I agree. Like it's I annoying. Agree. I agree. I agree. It's annoying. And I, if it was up to me, we wouldn't see as much, but from like, as we are both content creators, as we think about it from that standpoint, like it, it you know they're going to do it. It's not a surprise. It makes sense. Yeah, no, it's not a surprise whatsoever. It's the best marketing scheme ever for the NFL. Yeah. And especially for Travis Kelsey. But they shouldn't. For the purest football fans out there, like all of us, all these people fucking watching right now, all of you guys, and me and right. Josh sitting here, they shouldn't be doing it as much as they are. Because it's just, last week it was cute. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, she's at the game, whatever. I this week, no, she won't. She's like one of the busiest humans out there. Yeah. yeah. But it, but this is just unreal. It's um, it's gone now, way out of proportion. You know what? I just had an idea. I just had a thought just now. Yeah. Because and it's, I've been thinking about stuff like this for a while, and it actually goes off of the Toy Story broadcast, the Manning Pass, the. Prime Vision on Thursday Night Football, which, by the way, if you don't watch Thursday Night Football on Prime Vision, I don't know what you're doing. But I think the future is multiple broadcasts. For football purists, as to use what you said, we don't need that. We just want to watch the game. But the reality is more people than not are casual football fans. Now, I'm not even necessarily saying Taylor Swift fans, but I'm saying casual fans that are watching it for entertainment. For that broadcast, for that, for those type of people, those broadcasts, doing that makes sense. The future is going to be that you're going to have multiple broadcasts available for every game. I think 
now that I'm just like saying this out loud, that's what you're going to see. Because for more, the majority of people, which are casual football fans that are watching just to be entertained, mentioning Taylor Swift is not going to get into their skin as much as they did. Just I'm shocked that the NFL hasn't told Usher to fuck off for the Super Bowl halftime show and they got Taylor Swift instead. Well, Taylor Swift has reportedly declined two years in a row. Yeah, no, because she doesn't need it. You know, you, know you, know you know that you don't get paid. You know what you don't. I don't know, but that, you know that like you don't really get paid end. for doing it. Yeah. You know these artists like they don't get paid for doing the Super Bowl halftime show. No, they do it for publicity, which Taylor Swift yeah, obviously which not makes a lot of fucking sense and they make a lot of money, which Taylor Swift does not need any publicity, I agree. But the NFL, I mean, right now I'd say, "Hey, we'll cancel we'll cancel Usher right now." And I would and I would fucking beg her to do it. Because that would what? be huge. Not only that, whether you like her or not, Everything you hear in the tour is that she's a hell of a performer, so you know she'll put on a great show. No, you she is she my sister. I, I I know Swifty. I know a Swifty standpoint from my sister because yep. she saw her in Chicago and then saved a lot of money to fly to New York and see her in New York as well. Because everyone, everyone, whether they're fans of her or not, has pretty much unanimously talked about how great of a show she puts on. So yeah, yeah. all right, she does. We. Are about a half an hour into the show. And yeah, but fuck it. this so whole Taylor Swift thing. It's fucking dumb. Let's go. All right. Um, I'm taking a victory lap. Taking a victory lap. Good call. What do you want to? What do you want to say about the Saints? I don't know just, how much. Just saw. an all-out bad performance. You see how different this team is when they don't have Derek Carr in the game. You see how much of a game changer he is. He played. Oh, he did play? I did not right. watch this game. That is my fault. I thought that he was out. But just in general, even against the fucking Packers last week. Wow. Wow. Um. Now, obviously, he was not fully healthy. Considering that no. it wasn't... There was not a thought that he was going to play until Saturday late night. But he did... So I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, this was Derek Carr full healthy sucks. But Yeah, I was getting a victory did, lap. Derek Carr right there. Yeah, shout out to Alvin Kamara. He went crazy for me on fantasy. He went crazy in fantasy, but he had a pretty bad game. In fact, he yeah. had um, the 13 catches for 33 yards. That is the least amount of yards in NFL history for a guy with 10-plus catches in the game. Makes sense, dude. I mean, dude, the Bucks defense is good. Yards. Yeah. The Bucks defense yeah. has always been pretty decent. And-, and you know part of what I was saying about Tampa? was that I felt like they were – it wasn't just they were going to win a weak division. I felt like they were actually pretty solid. And you know what's funny is I ran through playoff predictors uh, before on Saturday, and I couldn't believe when I was looking at that I finished the year, and the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons all had eight or more wins. Yeah. Like, everyone somehow this is such a terrible yeah. division. All three of those teams – there, I don't think it will happen, but there was a scenario where the Saints, Bucks, and Falcons all make the playoffs. I would be shocked if it happened. No, they 100% could. They 100% could. And I still have a lot of faith in the Saints. I just think it's been a bad two weeks for them. Bad, right. bad, bad two weeks. You need to get Carr 100% healthy, and this team will be fine. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. Can we let's talk about go. the game of the week, please? Can we talk about the game of the week? Which game? Give me the Buffalo game. game. Sure Buffalo. Well. Buffalo, baby. Let me talk Josh about Allen this real quick. Owns that team, man. Dude, I saw so many people. You know what? The craziest part is, is there were so many people that I saw at least that were all over Buffalo, including myself going into this game. I, I was all over Buffalo. I was like, fuck yeah, they're right. going to go in there and kick some ass. And I am so happy. By the way, this way the- real quick, oh, here's the... Uh- the pick leaderboard. Wow, you had a, a really good week. A lot of greens. I did. I had an amazing game. I'm realizing I did not uh, put this one in yet. I, I did a pretty good week, too. Yeah. I, I had. This is one of the best weeks I've ever had, actually, in four years. No, no. But this is this has been good, and I'm hoping to add on to it tonight. I'm hoping to add on to it. But yep. looking at this, the thing is, the Dolphins needed this loss. They needed it. Because after they got beat up 
I mean, after they beat up the fucking Broncos last week and dropped 70 points on their heads, their egos were all the way through the sky. Regardless if they showed it on cameras, regardless if they didn't, that's how a football team is. That's how any sport is. If you go in there and you kick the shit out of somebody like that, you are above the moon and you think that you're going to the Super Bowl or the championship no matter what, and nothing can stop you. Yep. So they needed this. Yep. Miami will bounce back. Yeah, they'll be fine. And you know what? The conversations about best defenses in football this year have been San Francisco, Cleveland, Buffalo might not only be not only is Buffalo in the conversation at the top of the list, they've been incredible this season. They had nine they sacks have been. And four picks on Washington, and then they held Miami up to 20. That's back to back weeks. Buffalo has yeah. one of the best events in football. That said, losing Trey White is huge. And that that sucks. is huge. JK Dobbins-esque type of like just arc that he is on right now. Where he hey, DeMar ACL. Hamlin played. What? DeMar Hamlin played. He played on special teams, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw a really bad meme about the Toy Story game Taylor and Rapp, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I, I think that you could I think that you could put the two and two together, the Toy Story game and DeMar Hamlin. I saw a really bad meme about that. Jeez. I mean it 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 was bad, but it it was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen, Josh? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's been a year. You can laugh about it a little bit, Josh. You can laugh about it a little bit. It's been a oh, year. And actually, right up, uh, we got an injury update right here on uh, Trey White. is now official. It is a torn Achilles. That sucks. I, JK, not JK. I don't care about the MLB playoffs <laughs> because, <laughs> because the Cubs fucking choked. Yes, they did. Yeah, just imagine this, Josh. Your past week, Justin Fields has a game of his life, and the Bears still lose. They blow a 28-7 lead. And then, over the past two weeks, the Cubs lose 11 out of, no, wait, 12 out of 16 games, I believe, when they had a 98% chance to make the playoffs. And they blew it. Where'd you see this? What? I don't know. I've not seen that at all. Did I miss that? No, he didn't. That's not accurate. You just got trolled 100. Yeah, percent That's completely false. I just you definitely up. did. But yeah, no Buffalo. He gave they gave the Miami Dolphins the punch in their mouth that they needed, and it was beautiful. It was good. And Miami will bounce back. They'll be perfectly fine. If I if I'm if you're a Dolphins fan, don't be worried one goddamn bit. Oh, speaking of a Dolphins fan. Yo, what's up? What's up, Burns? What's up, Beast? Burns. How you doing? I, you know what? Listen, not good. That look, Justin Fields, as an epileptic person to an epileptic person, I love Justin Fields. Right? The potential yeah. is there. Matt Eberflus or whatever his name <laughs> is, is not the answer. The defensive coordinator, clearly not either. The Bears need to get everything. They need the first and second overall pick. Traded for Tua Tagovailoa. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Nah, but <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck are we talking Dolphins, about? Listen, I thought it was going to be a closer oh, game. The yeah. I fucked yesterday. Pardon my language. We got Dude, me. hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. I was just saying, yeah. that's okay, though. That's okay. Miami, Miami needed a punch in the mouth. They needed one. Now, you're going to go into next week. Who do you guys play next week? So the next two games, because our first three games were on the road, surprisingly, our next two games are both at home against the Panthers and the Giants. You should destroy both of them, and you probably will. Hopefully, Teron Armstead just got injured again. Yeah, he's out for a few weeks. I saw that. But but you guys will be more than okay. Yes. 100%. All right. Yeah. 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 100%. Book it. Chicago Bears 2020-something Super Bowl winners. Thank you. Thank you. All I'm going to say is this. Fields played out of his mind for the first. He did. For the first three quarters, he looked untouchable pretty much. That's that's the feel. I mean, granted, you know, the Broncos defense isn't one of the best. I'll be right up. 
granted, the Broncos defense isn't why, you know, the best defense as it was last year. You know, Vance Joseph is definitely taking that unit a step back. He needs to get fired. Very, very far for some reason. I they were one of the best defenses in football last year, and, and they, they did not lose very many pieces except for their DC. No, after Bradley took the defense was still good, so it's not like – They Bradley had a top – Three defensive football last year, and is coaching, is and now coaching. they lose a Giro Evero. Get Vance Joseph into the worst in the league, and they're on pace to be one of the worst ever. Exactly. So you know, granted it was the Broncos, but you know how much struggling the Bears are right now. The fact that he was still playing lights out, it wasn't like you know oddball. That was consistent ball up until the end. So you know, it's just it comes down to coaching. Yeah, it comes down to coaching. And, you know, the offense. I was never a fan, to be honest with you. I was never a fan of the Chase Claypool trade to begin with. I thought giving up the 32nd overall pick, granted, it was technically second because the Dolphins love to cheat. But, you know, I thought giving up a second-round pick, pretty much a first for this guy right here, was insane. I never thought – No, it was. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's just – It's it's too much. We got to get this more games. Let's go. Let's go. It's been real, y'all. We're going to get you on. boss. Um, okay, we're gonna move on to um, let's do ah, yep, Adam Boy. That's what I was about to say. Wow, just <laughs> this sucks. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's beautiful. Listen, listen, I'll be the first one to say I've been a huge believer in Nico Collins, he's a dog, he is, he is a certified dog. People are sleeping on the Texans, all right? C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Domingo Ryans, he's got his groove. You know who's really worrying me, though? The Jaguars. Yeah. They did. They look good yesterday, though. I know, but this this game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, (sighs) so disappointed. So disappointed. Have we gotten the MRI back about Kenny Pickey yet? Uh, Uh, Not season ending. Not season Okay, I can't believe that the Texans just whooped the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It blows my mind. We're going to wait until Kenny Pickett gets healthy in the interest of respect. But it is time to have the conversation about Kenny Pickett because he is not – he is – honestly, in all of his time, I have been impressed by him as a player once. And it was against the Ravens. No, it's been nothing It was against the Ravens on that Sunday night game. He balled out. Other than that, Kenny Pickett hit the play good game, and we will have that conversation once he gets back out of, out of respect. I want to be, I want to do a foot race with Najee Harris. I think I got a chance against him. <laughs> but I don't know. This 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 just blows my goddamn mind. All right. And I – See you, Burns. Sorry, See ya. That's, that's really I, rough, man. <laughs> Love, man. I, I just – I can't believe – that this is a real game. I can't believe it. This is the most Steelers thing of all time, though. It really is. It is, but at the same time, you let C.J. Stroud do that to you? In fairness, C.J. Stroud has now done that to everyone except for Baltimore, where he didn't even oh, play I bad know. against us, but he's now played three straight I, games. I got you, but with that, with that, Good of a defense. You let CJ Stroud go in there and do this. I was this is blown not away. This is not confirmed. He is going to be out for a little This has not been confirmed that season ending because I've been checking on that. But I really got no words because that was just blew my damn mind. Steelers need to figure it the fuck out, man. Matt Canada. Matt Steelers need to figure it out. In fact, let's take a look here at uh, Steelers' drives here in this game. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers, their drives are ending. Pittsburgh 32, Pittsburgh 27, Pittsburgh 23, Pittsburgh 49, Pittsburgh 40. They got the 17, the 5, 33. They only crossed midfield four times. And they got – I mean, look at this. Look at these drives. Look at what Unreal. This is – Yes, Matt Canada sucks. And that is a significant reason why this is happening. But this is inexcusable. That, that it's it's so bad. It's it just bad football. It's bad football from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I feel really bad for Steelers fans because this was supposed to be a big year for them. 
This well, was. It, you were supposed never, to be picking in year two. They've never experienced a losing season, and I still don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't feel bad. I don't really feel that bad because you, 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 they've had great lifetimes of football, and this, this is just wild. All right, next game. We go there next week. All right, next week, next game, we're going to go to uh, – I'm just going to go in order of games you haven't done yet. Uh, there's not too much to say here. Uh, both teams looked very bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, this is just a bad game. Only player I'll give a shout-out to, though, is, again, we'll remind you of his position, not that you should need a reminder, but safety, Harrison Smith. Three sacks yesterday. Yeah. How about that? He's a beast, dude. He is. He's he's a football guy. He's just a true and true football guy. Yeah, really. Good. He is. You uh, find a Bryce couple football guys out there. Bryce played better. He did. Wasn't anything Which do it? I mean, people expected him to come out of Alabama and look like Jesus on the field. No, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And Bryce Young, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. It's just not having that first round pick isn't gonna help the Carolina Panthers. All right, All right. Uh, next game we haven't talked about, this one. Woo! This was the game that I didn't know who was going to win this game. Yeah. I had no idea going into it, and I'm shocked that this even went to overtime because if you were, if you were just well, watching the score nothing. like I was, 23 nothing, and they came back. And they lost in overtime, but... Rams, the Rams, dude. And what Cooper the Cup, hell? And Cooper Cup comes back next week. Yeah. Now here's the question: With how good Puka Nakua is playing, yep, that's what I was going to get into. And this is the chat right here. You got to start Cup over him, right? You got to well, put him at two. They play at different places. So Cooper Cup. Plays in the slot. Nakua plays out wide. That is true. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that is true. It, nothing is going to change. The only real difference is that you're going to see less Van Jefferson, who is their number three receiver anyway, in terms of production. Yeah. Because Tutu Atwell and Nakua have been the guys that play out wide, and Cup has been in the slot. They put but Nakua just, in the slot every once in a while, but it's not going to be like the only difference is just Nakua will not be in the slot as much. I, I really want to see how this offense is going to look. Yeah. When with Cooper Cup out there, that's going to be very intriguing. And I'm shocked that this Rams team is doing what they're doing right now. I thought that they were going to be bad. I, really I bad this year. Yeah. And every year there's a couple teams that surprise you out of nowhere in the NFL. It happens every season. And right now, my two, it's it's the Rams and it's the Texans playing as good at football as they I are. I told you about the Rams in week one. And this is coming after I, I had the number 31 in my power rankings. So what did I come on this show and say on that Monday? Yep, there that I there was the one I told you there were two teams in week one that I I were not was not gonna give a pass to in terms of one was better than I thought and one is worse than I thought. And both of yeah. them looked pretty, pretty accurate in terms of the Giants. Uh, 100%. This is game. just wild. How about this one? Also wild. Washington and Philly. Scares me for Thursday. It scares me for Thursday because the Commanders, they put up a dog fight with Philly. They almost took away this game. They did. They Honestly, almost they did. Should've. They should have, but I mean, at the same time, when you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't like them kicking the extra point at all at the end of regulation. I think that was. Well, I... they should have went for two, just win or lose right there. Yes. I agree. Absolutely. I, 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 when you're playing this good of a team, clock, you go for two. Either you either you win right there or you lose right there. Yeah. Now Ron Rivera said that the reason why is because they were gassed and he felt like they were tired. But to me, almost that feels like an even better reason to do it because then you don't have to put them out there for overtime. Yeah. Like I get your you could end the game tired, right there. They might not get it, but if they're so tired, then that means then what you're telling your team is one more play and that's all we need out of you. Instead of let's yeah. go out there and win in overtime. Yeah, this was definitely a wild one. And Philly, they are just, they're not dominating. They're not dominating. But they're still 4-0. They're 4-0 and they're still winning every game. And that's, that's, my, that's my Super Bowl future right there. And I think that, that it has a very good shot right now yeah. of going all the way. 
I'm I'm proud of Philly so far. They're winning. They're winning. That's all that matters. They're winning. I don't have a button in front of me. But if I did, I would call it a panic button and I would slam it if I were the Cincinnati Bengals. Because this I'm open. was the first I'm always game. fucking open. This was the first game that I have seen from Cincinnati where now I'm not saying he looked healthy, but it looked a lot less of, oh, there's something up with Joe Burrow and more, oh, there is something up with his offense, period. And against a team in Tennessee that other than yesterday has not played a good game yet, even in their other win this year. This I, I I bet on the Bengals to win and it, it I was shocked about how bad they looked. And I think it's just a lot of miscommunication. It's just a lot of disagreeing. It's a lot of bickering. I think it's just a bad locker room right now because there's so much talent on that team. And they are just not capitalizing on it at all. It's the ultimate cliche, but it's very true. And it's, and it's a good reminder. It is very hard to win in the National Football League, especially consistently. Yes. This is an organization. And the only way you can get away with consistently winning in this league is with a phenomenal top-tier organization. Cincinnati does not have that. They don't. No. They need, in order to win consistently in this league, it's something missing. I, that's not me saying that they're going to go five and twelve. But if you want to yeah. be a team, there's there's a reason why. What forget New England? What Kansas City has done in the last five years is something that has only been done you can two or three times this league, really, and that's a five year span. Yeah. So this is year three for Cincinnati. Like. It's not taking credit away what they've done the last two years. But in order to do this, every single year, there's a reason why it does not happen. It's really, really, really hard. It is. And it's just wild to me to see Burrow, he's hurt, yeah. But at the same time, when you're getting ranked as a top five quarterback in the NFL, even uh, if you got a little bit of injury, uh, you can't play this Coming bad. this year, he was number two on everyone's list. Yeah, I just said top five because everybody has a different list. And he's the highest paid player in football. If you're going to hold Lamar Jackson to a standard, we got to start talking about with Joe Burrow. And I Yeah, am, and this is, I, this is not good. You know what? I think we're one week away from getting ready to reopen the Lamar versus Burrow debate. We are. I think that you could start saying it right now. Let's do, let's do it. I, I, I'll tell you that. And that's not even discrediting Burrow. But no, if we're going to hold him to the standard that he's at. Yeah, and, and the second he got paid, it just looks like he checked out and he cashed out. That's that's what yeah. that's what looks like what happened right now. Because it's a fucking same, train wreck. He's on the same standard that is held to Mahomes, to Allen, to Lamar, to Hurts. So when we go after them for bad games, why aren't we doing the same with Joe Burrow? He's the people love him. He's the people's yeah. champion. That's why. He's the casual fans champion. Everybody loves Joe yes. Burr. Everybody loves Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Injury or not, bad. he has not been good this year. And that doesn't yeah. mean that in any way, shape, or form, I am going to call him a fraud. I'm going to call him bad. He is still a, easily a top five quarterback in this league. But that doesn't. But if we're criticizing those other quarterbacks for bad games, we're going to do the same with Joe Burrow, as we should. It's bad. All right. Next one. All right. Jeff have... Derrick Henry, though. Monster game. Yep. All right. Vegas and L.A. Um, Sweating my dick off watching this game. Herbert, oh, my uh, God. Sounds like he's going to be able to play, but he is banged up. Uh, Khalil Mack against his former Unreal. Team. Unreal. Um, wow. Six sacks. Wow. That's a, that's a Khalil Mack legacy game right there. That is. That is. He is such a beast. He is such a beast. But you know what he'll have? He'll have some stretches of like five, six games where he doesn't do that much. And then all of a sudden, bang. Khalil he hasn't Mack's done there. much in about a year and a half. 
actually. Yeah, and but then he'll like, just do that out of nowhere. He has not done much about a year and a half, but that you know, you know in the last time a player got six sacks, you remember who it was? Who was it? Adrian Claiborne against the Cowboys that one random <laughs> game. Do you remember him? Yeah, that's how it goes in the NFL, that man. That is the last time that a player got six sacks in a game. It was Adrian Claiborne. That one game against Dallas when Tyron yeah. Smith was out and they put in that backup. I forget who it was. It wasn't Terrence Steele, was it? Because he's still there and he's a good player now. It was someone, though. I think so. Came in, just allowed but, six sacks. But no, this was, this was just a Khalil Mack legacy game and the Chargers... It was a close one. It was a little bit too close for comfort, but the starter, the Chargers are starting to get back to where they should be. They're starting to get back on their feet now. Yeah, they still uh, they, they did that without. Eckler. They still got a lot of kinks to work out. They still got no a lot. Eckler, of no Derwin James yesterday. So, and they are missed another guy that I'm blanking on for some and Joey Bosa. So, yeah. All right. All right we'll next game. Woo! And we could probably say like two words about this game. Yeah. Uh. New England sucks. Next. I got four words. Go ahead. How about them Cowboys? That's yeah. it. That's all I got to say. How um, about them? What, this around, one, too. Just Around what year did you get into football? I'd say when I was in fourth or fifth grade. So how old are you when you're in, like, fourth or fifth grade? Like, 10. 10? 10? So... 2013, I was 10. Yeah, so around like 2013, 2014. Well, I got into 2014, 2015. So, yeah. Name the running backs that you have seen. And I'm not talking about before at 10. Your own two eyes that you have watched play. How many running backs have you seen that have had any stretch of games better than what CMC has done ever since getting to San Francisco? I, I don't know. None. I don't know. None. Um, Derrick Henry in his 2,000-yard season. Might, Beast. That might be it. Matt Forte, legend. Legend. Um, Had to throw it in there, dude. Everybody forgets about him. Yeah. Um, Adrian Foster, that's another name I haven't heard in well, years. Beast. He tied, Beast. He tied the NFL record. Oh, yeah, the NFL record. He tied Arian Foster and Emmett Smith for the second longest streak. In NFL history, with uh, games with touchdown, Aaron Foster was tied to that record. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, just Christian McCaffrey's been pure dominance, pure dominance, and, and it's hard not to behind that offense. It's hard not to running back this, running back that. Yes, and I am not going to discredit Brock Purdy because we talked about him already, so I'm not going to talk about him again. But yeah, it was, it was Derrick Henry in 2020 is my answer, but that's the only one I can think of. But Derrick Henry, not Derrick. Brock Purdy's been great, and I'm not discrediting him, and I'm going to say the same thing about Brock Purdy. But I know he's a running back. I know what their value is. And I've said – I don't know if I've said it on here, but I say it all the time. Running backs don't matter, but weapons do. Christian McCaffrey is a weapon, and it is time to start talking about him. Eric Henry is a weapon as well. And it's time to start talking about him in the MVP conversation, position or not. They won't. It's the new age of the NFL. They won't give it to a running back, though. Well, and because it's most valuable, him and Brock Purdy, in terms of value, are around the same. Yeah, no, but they won't give it to because it is a quarterback. That is true. I agree with that. But CMC belongs in the conversation. Yeah, no, he's been incredible this year, and I one hundred percent agree with you. And the 49ers are essentially unstoppable right now. They've been Um, insane. We called this game last night. I've talked about it. I talked about it a the lot. Swifties so the Swifties versus the Jets. Go ahead. Um, just a bad game for Patrick Mahomes. You don't see it that much, but a bad game. And you know, yeah, the zebras helped them out a lot at the I, end I, of this I, game. Am I the only person that does not think that was a bad call? Because it really seems like it. No idea. There were a couple of them. I I think that holding on Sauce Gardner was the, dog the shit. The holding is the one I'm talking about. That is the yeah, and that would have changed the game. That would have completely changed the game. Yeah, it would And it seems like I'm the only person on the planet who does not think that was a bad call. They were hand fighting. You can't call that. In that meaningful moment, and when the ref saw the ball get fucking picked off, you can't throw that flag. You can't change the game like they that. They threw it before he, caught, before he picked it. The flag was thrown before the pick. The flag was in the air leaving his hand, but still, you can't throw that fucking flag. 
You but can't throw that flag. The throw, the flag had nothing to do with the fact the ball was picked. The flag was already being thrown. But the flag changed the entire play. You know, hold yes. on. Yes. But I'm saying it wasn't a penalty because it was a pick. Look, when it's under two minutes, there's been so many times in multiple NFL games over my lifetime, over our lifetime as a whole, where during the last two minutes, there's always a couple where one penalty changes the entire game. That was it right there. It did. That was it right there. During those two minutes on a tic-tac-y call like that, because that's what I mean, it was. I'm not going to say it was like an obvious call that... You don't call it. Like, you don't throw that flag. If they don't, don't throw that flag, I'm not coming on here and saying that the Jets got screwed. I mean, Especially the where most of the game, they were letting the boys play. They were letting the boys I, play. I would not come on here and say that the Chiefs got screwed if that flag doesn't get called. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, but it was... It was I, I'm not going to come on here and say it's a bad call, dude. Nobody would have yelled at Sauce for holding on that play. Nobody. If no. they didn't throw that flag. No. Nobody. I agree. I agree. It's it was it's just look, look. If it's the first quarter, if it's the second quarter, if it's the third quarter, you can throw that flag. You can't. When there's two minutes left in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, well, and you haven't called tic tac penalties like that all game, there needs to be a consistency. Yes, yes, yes. It was the same thing. Yeah. As 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 uh, uh, hypocritical as it now will sound, but I was on the side that you're saying on this exact broadcast last year, where it's true, and that is again part of the reason why I'm not going to stand here and say that it was a bad call. I mean, it was a good call, but when you look at it, and this is the same with Bradbury was was it was they holding on the play? Well, the thing is, Josh, this isn't just a football thing. This is a referee thing in all of sports. Whatever you call, there has to be a consistency. And in this game, there was no consistency with that. And then out of nowhere, they call it. That's why it seems so bullshit. I agree with that. But I needed the Chiefs to win, so I was very happy when that flag was thrown. But still, just in general, talking for Chiefs fans, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Sure. And that's that's all I really got to say about this game. And we're near the end. Are you ready for Monday Night Football? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got okay. to move here. Um, but we kind of ran through those games a little quickly. But we uh, because we still have one more game that you need to pick. The Are the Giants still favored? No. Because they, they were. No, they're not. They shouldn't be. But at one point, they were. No, they're not. But this week, at one point, they were. Um, me, Michael, and you the fans in this all game. Seattle. Me, Michael, and the fans all went with Seattle. Jamal Adams is back. Oh, really? Fuck no! Do you know oh. me, Jess? Do you That's fucking I know? Surprised. me? I hate. I, I hate the New York Giants. I hate I them so much. There. And I have a Nukenheimer on this game, like an absolute fucking nuke job on the Seahawks to win this game because the Seahawks are going to dominate the Giants tonight. I got the Seahawks minus one and a half. Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns. The under it's and then I just have a nuke job on Seahawks money line because I think that they are going to dominate this game. It will not be close. It's the Seahawks all day. All day Long. If you are not in the Seahawks train, it's that free. And the final score that I'll give to you. Hold on. All right. Put some thought in this. 30 to 14, Seattle. All right. 30 to 14, Seahawks. All right. We all going with Seattle. All day. The Seahawks win. I will tie myself for my best ever week of picks at 13-3. Good job. Through uh, four years. I'm praying to God that we're right. I'm praying to God. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm praying for it. But yeah, Um, um, just a wild episode because so much shit going on. It's a wild episode because this league is wild. It is. And it's the best league in all sports. It is the best league ever, even though the Chicago Bears stuck. I'm still here every single week on this fucking show talking about it because I love it so much, and I love having you guys here, and I appreciate it so much. 
Go and follow the boys, me too. and Josh. Great numbers too. This whole broadcast view. Yes. Thank you all so much for being in here. We appreciate it. Um, go and follow us if you don't already. All the links right down there. But I appreciate it so much. So does Joshua, of course. Yes, I do. And we'll see you guys Wednesday. Talk about Monday Night Football. Preview the Chicago Bears playing on Thursday Night Football. And also just talk about the NFL in general. We got a lot of shit to talk about Wednesday. Oh, yeah. You ready, Josh? Absolutely. All right. See you guys there Wednesday. Deuces, boys. Thank you. See you guys.